0: But it doesn't have to be complicated. Okay, so I have a little confession. Before I got my personal training certification, I used to think that cardio was king. I thought cardio was the only way to lose weight, and that I had to do at least an hour of cardio four to five days a week in order to lose weight and have the shape that I wanted. And I would basically spend 45 minutes to an hour on the elliptical, on the treadmill, on the stationary bikes, and two things happened. Number one, cardio was so boring that even if I was listening to podcasts or listening to music, I found myself just kind of going through the motions and basically wasting a lot of my time because after about 20 minutes, I was like, oh, this fucking sucks, right? And so I got bored very quickly. And the second thing is I didn't have an extra hour in my busy day. So sticking to that plan never quite happened. I used to go to the gym during my lunch break a few years ago. And um, and, and yeah, it was like, OK, I use this hour to get out of the office. But uh, I, I knew kind of deep down that I wasn't being the most efficient with my time. And when you're super busy, that's the last thing you want to do is waste time, right? And unfortunately, there are so many confusing and differing opinions all over the internet about what's the best or most effective type of exercise for weight loss, for fat loss. And there's a lot of misinformation too. I mean, it's one of the main reasons why I started this podcast and and my previous one as well. So In today's episode, we're gonna focus on why strength training, aka lifting weights, is so important to your exercise routine, whether you're trying to lose weight or trying to build muscle. If your goal is to follow a doable, sustainable exercise routine where you won't plateau, again, that's very important, the best and most effective strategy is a combination of both cardio and strength training. But I don't mean running on the treadmill for an hour or running on the track for an hour or doing your Peloton for an hour, okay? Most of us just need 20 to 30 minutes per day of cardiovascular activity that doesn't place a lot of stress on your body. I'll get into why in a minute, but it's really important to keep that in mind. Activities that are not placing excessive amounts of stress on your body is key when it comes to finding that right balance for you and your individual workout plans. So yes, you should move your body every single day and you should elevate your heart rate every single day. But that doesn't equal strenuous cardio every day or even every other day because some people overdo it with cardio and they get injured, they burn out. A lot of things can go wrong if you overdo it, especially if, and I get it, right? I get a lot of people that come to me and they're like, Eva, I just need to lose 10 pounds because I'm going to a wedding in two months or I'm going on vacation next month and I just need something quick. And they think that just like hitting the ground running literally, (laughs) is going to get them there quicker. And what they find is they either will hurt themselves in the process or they're overdoing it. And this really interesting thing happens when you overdo it with exercise, your body will actually start to shut down and it will prevent you from actually reaching the specific goals that you were wanting. So you're thinking that the more cardio I do, the easier and the faster I'll lose weight. Your body instead could go into survival mode like oh shit something's going on here let's hold on to this fat so we can survive right because it's it's the whole primitive brain and your brain and your body are just trying to keep you alive so i'll get into a little bit more of that later but just keep that in mind we don't want to overdo it with anything when it comes to exercise even if you have these really big goals that i believe you can reach if you do them the right way and if you're following the right uh, the right systems that are specific to you as an individual. It's very important to keep that in mind. The fastest way to increase your metabolism is actually not by doing a ton of cardio. It is by strength training. So if your goal is fat loss, if your goal is to be strong, if your goal is to change your shape, to change your physique, then your answer is strength training. Because what a lot of people don't realize is that strength training also impacts your cardiovascular system by putting a moderate amount of stress, which creates what's called oxidative stress, but not too much stress because too much oxidative stress, which can happen when we overdo it with cardio, can cause something that's called oxidative damage. But with a moderate amount of stress, your body responds by getting stronger from a cardiovascular standpoint, and it helps with preventing diseases. So win-win right here. The other thing that you want to think about when it comes to long cardio sessions is it gives you an elevated cortisol response. And this makes your stress hormones kick into high gear in order to protect you, which is what I I mentioned a few minutes ago. By protecting you, what it does is it holds on to body fat. So Now, this doesn't apply to everyone, but for a lot of people, especially for women, because we tend to store fat in certain areas like our midsection and our thighs when we're under high stress, if you notice you're doing a lot of cardio and your body fat is actually going up, it may be because your body just thinks you're under attack and therefore it's going to hold on to that fat to keep you safe. Oftentimes, we associate strenuous cardio with burning a lot of calories. But when it comes to weight loss and fat loss, you don't just want to think about calories during that exercise session. You also want to think about something that's called your resting metabolic rate. The more muscle you have in your body, the higher your resting metabolic rate is, which is actually what we want. Steady state cardio, so like being on the treadmill for... 45 minutes or on your, on your stationary bike or whatever you may do, that steady state cardio, it doesn't increase your resting metabolic rate. Sure, it burns calories while you're doing it, of course, but it doesn't build muscle. And that's often the missing piece for women in particular because we've been inundated with the false idea that doing cardio and running and biking and aerobics, Zumba, whatever the fuck, right, is the only way to lose weight and to lose fat. And there's also this huge misconception that if women lift weights, they'll get bulky and they'll start to look masculine. And that's just not true. You cannot accidentally get bulky. I'm gonna say that again. You cannot accidentally get bulky. You'd have to be very intentional with the amount of weight that you're lifting and the foods that you're eating to actually bulk up. When I was a personal trainer working at at a gym, that was one of the biggest mindset shifts that I had to help my clients with. My female clients would balk at the idea of lifting heavier, and they just wanted to stick to their little five pound dumbbells. I think it was a combination of fear that they'd get too bulky and also fear that anything heavier than what they were used to lifting would be too heavy and they'd get injured. Now, Injuries are actually a very valid concern, right? You you definitely want to be very careful when you start to lift heavier weights. I know when I first started lifting heavier, it took me some trial and error. And I already had that understanding of how the body works and how our muscles work and all of that. And I still had to do a little bit of, of trying things out and really taking my time and being very patient with it. So I definitely caution you to progressively work your way into using heavier weights. Don't just go to the gym for the first time and go straight to the like 100 pounds, right? Like, let's be, let's be realistic about what we're doing here. But the whole point here is you're not going to change your body lifting five-pound weights. It's just not going to happen. Not the way you think it should. No, I'm here to tell you. I'm just always going to keep it real with you. So a quick tip is it should feel challenging but doable when you're lifting weights. It shouldn't feel easy, though. If it's easy, it's too light. And you're just not getting the most out of your workout. And I'm all about efficiency. I'm busy. You're busy. Let's be as efficient as possible. Get it in and get the fuck out. That's my motto. So besides quickly changing your physique and literally making you stronger, which who doesn't want to be stronger? Another benefit of strength training that sometimes gets overlooked is the effects of increasing what's called your human growth production. What the fuck is that? (laughs) Human growth production is like serum for your cells. And an increase in human growth hormone is going to make your hair grow faster, your nails grow quicker, your skin look better, and it actually helps you look younger. Now, I didn't believe this until I actually started taking strength training seriously. And the closer I get to 40, the more I've started to really focus on maintaining my youthfulness and my long-term health. You don't really think about like your long-term health when you're in your 20s and early 30s, but you start inching your way towards that big 4.0 and it's like, oh shit, Uh, I want to be healthy for a very long time. I want to be able to keep my joints healthy as I get older. I want to be strong and confident regardless of my age. And this can be achieved by strength training, not excessive cardio. So in order to change the shape of any part of your body, You need to add more muscle to it. This is why if you're curvy like me and you do too much cardio and not enough strength training, you start losing your curves. That used to be a whole other thing for me. It's like I would start to I would go to the gym really hard. I would do a ton of cardio. And next thing I know, my booty flat and I hated it. It It's like I don't want a flat booty. (laughs) But back then I didn't understand I needed to be lifting weights as well. So if you want that snatched waist and that perky booty, you're going to achieve that with proper strength training and eating clean, not by running three miles a day. Trust me. And here's why. After you lift weights, your muscles start repairing and replenishing themselves in order to be better prepared to do that again next time. That's actually where muscle soreness comes from, because what you're doing is you're tapping into and you're improving your central nervous system adaptation. Your muscles become stronger and larger. Larger muscles use more glycogen. And this is important because instead of storing glycogen, you're actually burning through glycogen. This is how all of this works together, increasing your metabolism and all of that. All the pieces of the puzzle start to fall together when you understand how this works. So let's go over some of the most frequently asked questions that I get regarding strength training. The number one question that I get is, how often should you lift weights? I say ideally three to four times a week, depending on your goals. So if you were to ask me that, my first question to you would be, what's your goal? Are you looking to lose weight? Are you looking to gain muscle? Or are you looking to do both? But if you're just starting out, Three to four times per week is a really good start. And then you can always just build up from that. The second question that I often get is, should I split body parts? So basically, you know, on Monday, you train your back and your chest. And on Wednesday, you train your quads and your hamstrings. Again, the answer is going to be it depends, right? Depends on your goals. It also depends on how much time you have. So if you've only got two days a week to exercise, or if you only have two days a week to just lift weights, my suggestion is to make the best use of your time to do a full body workout. So I would say go full body, use compound exercises, which means you're using your upper body and your lower body at the same time, because that's also going to train your core and you'll be burning more calories. And it just makes you stronger overall when you're doing compound exercises. It's a, it's a really efficient and effective way to exercise. So examples of compound exercises are goblet squats, kettlebell swings, wall sits, overhead press, planks, bench step ups, and deadlifts. Just make sure that you're not doing full body lifting four or five, six times a week. It's really, really important to get proper rest so that you don't overtrain and get injured. Remember, lifting weights causes tiny microscopic tears in your muscles. So this is how you build muscle, and it's also why you'll feel sore, but it's also why it's really important to have rest days because you don't want to be microscopically tearing your muscles seven days a week, right? Another question that I get asked is around what types of workouts are considered strength training. So do body weight exercises count? Do resistance bands count? The answer is actually yes. They can count as strength training depending on how you do them because time under tension is actually what builds strength. So when you're doing bodyweight exercises like lunges and push-ups, the tension is your body weight. So if you think about doing 12 tricep push-ups, versus doing 12 tricep extensions with like a 20-pound dumbbell, the exercises are basically equivalent since your body doesn't actually know if you're lifting a weight or if it's your body weight. All your body knows is time under tension. So all this is to say, yes, you can burn calories and reduce your body fat doing cardio. And you can burn calories and reduce body fat with strength training as well. But you're not going to build muscle if you just do cardio and muscle in general are what changes our body, are what changes the shape of our body. So ideally, if you have the time, you should do both cardio and strength training. But if you're short on time and you have to decide between cardio or strength training, I would actually recommend strength training because if you're solely doing cardio, you're not building muscle. And the key here is that you can burn a higher amount of calories and you can even get a moderate cardiovascular effect by doing strength related circuits if you're moving quickly enough through your reps, because it will definitely get your heart rate up, especially when you're lifting heavier, your heart rate goes way up. And that's what cardio activity is, getting your heart rate up. I absolutely break a sweat during my strength training workouts. So if you're not getting your heart rate up and your strength training, it's likely that you're lifting too light. I never thought I'd be this girl, but I've learned to love lifting weights. If you would have asked me this two, three, four years ago, I'd be like, girl, but, But now I love it so much because I I don't know. There's something about it that when I'm done, I just feel strong as fuck. And I love that. um, It's like a surge of confidence that I feel. So I love it. And I think that anyone can, if they learn how to do it the right way, that's the key. But I love the lean muscles that I've built. I love being able to see my muscle definition in my arms and my legs. I love knowing that I'm strong as fuck and that I can lift, push, pull all kinds of heavy shit like luggage and groceries without needing help. And to go into mindset just for a minute, because, you know, we can't really talk weight loss without talking about mindset. When you feel strong on the outside, you feel strong on the inside, too you're going to start to feel powerful. You start walking with more confidence. You start to feel proud of how much progress you've made and proud of the changes in your body because you can actually see them. And all of this will have you looking forward to your next workout. Even when you're a little tired and even when you're like, I'd actually rather stay in the bed. These are the things that push you to push through it. To push through your excuses because you are stronger than your excuses. Because the truth is, not only are you gonna start to look better, but you're also gonna start to feel better. And how you feel about yourself and your body is just as important as how you look on the outside. So, how to get started. The most important thing, whether you're doing this from home or at a gym, is to approach your strength training in phases. So it's something that trainers refer to as undulated periodization, which basically just means you want to change up your routine every four weeks, give or take. So this can mean starting with lifting light with high reps at a quick tempo for a few weeks, especially if you're not used to lifting weights. I would say start there. Um, So start with lifting a little bit lighter high repetitions, quick tempo, and then you want to switch to heavier weights with a slower tempo. And this is going to ensure that you don't get bored or plateau. Also, when it comes to choosing your weights, you want to make sure you're not lifting super light weights. I keep saying this, but it's it's so important. If they're super duper light, like don't start like two pounds. Come on, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I have two pound weights, and I actually use them when I go walking sometimes. But that's it. That's the only time I use my two pound weights. Um, unless you're doing something like bar or something like that, where super light is important because you don't want to overextend something. But if we're talking about just pure strength training, they can't be super light. You're just not going to get the right the right results with that. And if you're lifting heavier weights, you want to go for challenging but doable. If you can barely lift it for two reps, it's too heavy. So challenging but doable. Just think of that in the back of your mind when you start doing this. Just remember my voice saying it should be challenging but doable. So here's what I do. I generally work out four to five days a week for about 30 to 40 minutes at the maximum. Last year when the gyms closed, I ordered some dumbbells and a barbell system online. You can easily find all of this on Amazon. So I start with a cardio warm up for about 10 minutes and I do have a lot of equipment in my basement so I have an elliptical I have a rebounder I have a weighted hula hoop but If you're doing this from home and you don't have machines like that's totally fine. It's okay. Don't think like, oh, fuck, I can't do this now. Right. Yes, you can. You can get a jump rope. You can dance for 10 minutes. You can go up and down your stairs if you have them. You can run around the block. You know, you might have to get creative, but 10 minutes of cardio to warm yourself up is not that complicated right? You just want to get your blood pumping. You want to get your heart rate up. You want to get your muscles warmed up, and then you can get started with your weightlifting. So on day one, I'll do chest, tricep, and shoulders. Day two, I do legs, glutes, and abs. On day three, I rest. On day four, I do back, biceps, and shoulders. On day five, I'll do legs, glutes, and abs again. Or I may do 15 minutes of metabolic conditioning, which is basically just short spurts of high intensity training. So metabolic conditioning works by resetting your metabolism and it helps with fat loss, essentially. So if I'm having a really busy week, I might substitute a longer workout with a metabolic conditioning day. And I get it in, I get it out, get my heart rate up, reset my metabolism and go. Very similar to high intensity interval training. And it's something that I teach my clients and it'll also be a part of my digital course as well. A few final pointers if you're brand new to weightlifting. Number one, be mindful to not hold your breath. This is something that I used to always see as a personal trainer. A lot of us are naturally inclined to hold our breath. Or do that when we're doing something strenuous, but this can make you lightheaded. So the best way to make sure that you breathe properly during strength training is to exhale when you exert the most effort. So that means when you're lifting the weight, you're exerting effort there. That's when you want to exhale. And then you're going to inhale when you return to your original starting point. It takes a little bit of time to kind of get used to sometimes, but you'll actually find that you have more power when you exhale at the right time versus holding your breath or inhaling at the wrong time. Number two, be very mindful of your form. This is why gyms have mirrors everywhere. So if you're working out from home, just check in with your reflection every now and again to make sure that it looks the way it's supposed to look. So make sure you're not overarching your back, which is something a lot of us do naturally. You want to make sure that your abs are tight. So think about if someone is about to punch you in the gut, right? You naturally brace yourself and you tighten your ab muscles. That's how you protect your your lower back as well. You also want to make sure that your neck is neutral. I think the easiest way to explain this without showing you is tucking your chin a little bit towards your chest. That's going to make your neck neutral. I think that's the the easiest way that I can explain it. Um, I'm sitting here trying to, I'm sitting here trying to do it. Like, how can I explain this where they can't see me? (laughs) So yeah, those are three of the most common form errors that I've seen. Number three, listen to your body. Being sore is normal after strength training, but know the difference between soreness and pain. If you're injured, rest. And or go see a professional, but you don't want to work out through an injury. Do not do that. And also remember, this is part of self-care and self-love. All about honoring and respecting yourself and your body. That is self-care and self-love in a nutshell. And lastly, don't forget to stretch and use a foam roller. Foam rollers are like one of the most amazing inventions ever because they're so versatile and you can use them on everything and it just really helps with your lymphatic. It just helps with everything. So don't skip over this part because this is going to help you with your recovery because it stimulates your blood flow and it also increases oxygen to your sore muscle fibers. So the more you stretch and you foam roll, the less sore you're going to feel and then you'll be able to work out the next day and not feel super sore. I actually created a free PDF just for my listeners of one of my full body 20 minute workouts that you can easily do at home. If you have a set of dumbbells, you can just click on the link in my show notes, or you can go to my website, eva.fit forward slash full body, enter your email, and I will email you the PDF. So that is all for this episode. If you have any questions, you can submit them to me through my submit a question form and I'll be sure to answer them on a future episode. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in this week and trusting that none of this has to be complicated. At the end of the day, I want you to feel empowered to know that you can have the health, the body, and the life that you desire. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and tag me on Instagram while listening at It's Eva Rodriguez so that I can support you along your journey. I'll talk to you next week.